millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Previously On Watchmen in association with Sky Atlantic taking you through some of the best and most complex television in the world. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, what an episode that was. Welcome to Previously On. How are you doing? I'm Jamie East uh, with episode four of Previously On Watchmen. It's a podcast designed just to help you through some of the world's greatest television. It's as simple as that, really. And I think we can safely class Watchmen as great television now, can't we? First of all, just wanted to mention something quite exciting. If you're listening to this in your ears and if you're out and about and stuff, bit of a heads up, if you've got Sky Q at home, you can now get previously on directly from Sky Q. If you go onto your home uh, screen, uh, you will see Watchmen in there. If you click Watchmen, you can either watch Watchmen or you can uh, listen to previously on the podcast. It's all there right on your telly box, so you can you can watch it at home uh, before maybe before the next episode launches. That'd be quite helpful, wouldn't it? Now, coming up on this episode, dead excited, a bit later on, uh, we're going to be speaking to Al Murray, uh, legend, comedy legend Al Murray, and also friend of, uh, I guess, friend of great television. He was a regular guest on Thronecast uh, over the years, and so it's been fab getting him back on uh, to muse about Watchmen as well. So he's coming on and having a good old chat about that. We'll look ahead to episode five uh, a bit later on too. But first, I'll tell you what, let's just get straight into it. Here's a recap of Watchmen season one. Episode 4. If you don't like my story, write your own. We begin at a house in the wide-open Oklahoma countryside, where a woman sits patiently outside trying to sell fresh eggs and watches in disappointment as another passing car drives by without getting any. We follow a brief montage where we see the lady and her husband enjoying what seemed to be a simple life-affirming existence, involving jigsaws and a slightly weird shared toothbrushing routine before bed. However... As they prepare to settle in for sleep, the doorbell rings, and with this being watchmen, we are washed in quiet uncertainty and creeping dread for them. The doors open to a woman asking if they are the Clarks. The man recognises her as Lady True and welcomes her into the home. Once seated, Lady True asks what the couple have heard about her. Mrs Clark states they know she's a billionaire who's building a big clock tower down the road and that she isn't seen out and about very much. Lady True responds, saying that she's actually a trillionaire and that she's building something much more impressive than a big clock, and she does nip out, but only when it's deemed important enough. She produces an hourglass from her bag and informs the confused couple that for the next three minutes, they are the most important people in the world. Lady True then states that she wants the house that they live in and all the land attached. The clocks tell her it's not for sale. 
The doorbell rings ominously in the background, and Lady True calls out in her native Vietnamese. She returns her attention to the couple and tells them as they have no children. They've got no legacy, as legacy is blood, not land. Mr. Clark makes to object, but Lady True displays her natural authority and hushes him. As she pulls some paperwork from a file, she explains she became rich via advanced pharmaceuticals and medical technology and knows that the couple used one of her facilities ten years ago in a bid to become pregnant, but that they failed. So, she then offers the Clarks their legacy in the form of a child in return for the property. Naturally, Mrs. Clark is furious and demands that she leaves. However, Lady True says she's not offering to make them a baby because she already flipping went and did it. She then takes a baby from one of her aides and hands the couple their biological son, also stating she's popped $5 million into an account before giving them 30 seconds to make a decision. As the pair crumble and coo over their unexpected new family member, Lady True announces they have 10 seconds left or she'll have to destroy the baby. Crikey. Signatures are quickly scribbled onto a contract and that, folks, is how you get business done. The house begins to shake and outside we see what looks like a meteor flash overhead before crashing to the earth. Lady True mysteriously announces that that is hers. We head off to Angela Abar's bakery. Inside, she's hard at work cleaning all remnants of her surprised grandfather from the premises. She goes to burn the watch over this boy note, but holds back. A message comes through from the DNA centre stating a new branch of her family tree has been found, and as she listens, the note accidentally catches fire and turns to ash in her hand. Now decked out as Sister Knight, she makes her way to the DNA centre and breaks in. Inside, she confirms that Will is her grandfather, and then gets to see images and information on her great-grandparents, Obi and Ruth, who we witness getting their son Will to safety back in episode one. She then hears that the entire family, including Will, was killed in the Tulsa massacre of 1921. Angela, however, knows better. There's a crash in the background. Angela investigates and runs into Laurie, who's outside laughing hysterically in front of a car that's just dropped from the sky. You remember, it was the car that just dropped at the end of the previous episode. Angela was in the building behind her all the time. Inside the vehicle, Angela finds Will's medicine, but there's no sign of the mysterious man himself. The next morning, Angela hammers on the door of a rusted bunker, a door which is opened by Looking Glass, a.k.a. Wade Tillman. Deep in the bunker, Wade's developing photos of the squid that have rained down, and Angela declares him a bit weird. No shit. She presents him with the tablets pulled from her car and asks if he can use his ex to determine what they are. She also shows Wade the clan robes found in the closet of Jug Crawford and asks him to keep hold of them so that Laurie doesn't get her hands on them. We cut to Angela donning her sister night outfit and heading out. On a bridge as she dumps what remains of the wheelchair, she spots another costumed character. This one's in an all-in-one silver jumpsuit, watching her. They run off and Angela gives chase and just as she seems about to catch her prey, the silver one squirts what appears to be lube over him and slides flat into a storm drain and vanishes beneath the pavement. Lube man is born and Angela is far from impressed. That was proper cool. Back at the office, Angela asks around about him. She's got his belt to which are attached two bottles of the oil he squirted over himself. Angela hears there is a new boss and walks into Crawford's office to find Laurie sat behind his desk. Laurie tells her she's pulled some prints from the car and that they belong to a William Reeves, a former cop who retired young and fell off the grid. She points out what Angela already knows, that Will must be over 100 years old now and probably gets around in a wheelchair. If you remember, Laurie spotted the wheelchair tracks at the scene of Crawford's murder. Agent Petey interrupts with a message. There's another lead on Angela's sky-falling car. Laurie and Angela hit the road. 
Laurie reveals she went over to Angela's and spoke to her husband, Calvin, further unveiling a few nuggets of information she now knows about her passenger, such as that she was born in Vietnam, and that's also where she met hubby. In exchange, Laurie tells Petey, now relegated to the back seat, to reveal her own traumatic tale. Petey tells Angela that Laurie's parents were the comedian in Silk Spectre and that her father had sexually assaulted her mother, resulting in Laurie. Odd bonding session over, they arrive at the staggering and definitely more than a clock tower home of Lady True. Inside what appears to be like a huge air hangar, Laurie questions a worker about the possibility that the aircraft in there could have picked up a car and then deposited it a short time later. They're stopped by a woman introducing herself as Bayan, the daughter of Lady True. Bayan informs the group they're invited to take tea with her mother, but then tells Petey it's a lady's only invitation, leaving him fumbling and a bit awkward. En route, Bayan tells Laurie and Angela that they're building the first wonder of the new world. Inside what looks like a huge glass biome, they're met by Lady True. Questions are asked about Angela's car dropping from the sky, and Lady True agrees to supply a list of all the staff capable of flying the aircraft there and offers condolences for the death of Judd Crawford. Then, in a delicious twist, she states there is an old Vietnamese expression she remembers from her youth about grief, and in Vietnamese tells Angela her grandfather wants to know if she got the pills. Also in fluent Vietnamese, Angela responds that he can ask her himself, but using slightly less polite words. Laurie sees the statue of Adrian Ozymandias Veidt, and we hear how Lady True bought Veidt's company right after he disappeared. Laurie asks why she made Veidt look so old in the statue, and we pan to the cast face of Adrian Veidt looking exactly as we saw him last episode. Kind of interesting. Cut to Adrian Veidt and some more top-level strangeness and absurdity. This time he's on a rowing boat alongside a small wooden pier pulling in what looked like crab or lobster baskets. He pulls what appears to be a newborn baby from the basket, examining the child as it coughs and then shockingly throwing it back to the watery depths. Back in his house come lab, he places two other babies in a large machine and powers it up. The babies spin like rotisserie chickens and we hear their cries in the background as Adrian pops on some reggae and tucks into another slice of birthday cake. Each of these Vite episodes are taking place on his anniversary, aren't they? The cries in the background shift as though the babies are ageing, and indeed as he walks over back and indeed as he walks back over to the machine, we're greeted by two fully formed adults, one male, one female. Adrian opens the door and announces happy birthday. Outside he introduces himself as their master and asks if they know what they are. He reveals that although their master, he's not their maker. Mm, yes. Inside the grand dining hall of his home, he apologises for the mess as the camera pans and we see bodies of former clones strewn everywhere, blooded and battered. He announces he had a bit of a rough night. In further wonderful weirdness, the bodies are loaded into a catapult and sent soaring through the air as Adrian watches via telescope. He reveals he was sent to this location four years ago, thinking it was a paradise, but realising it's actually a prison he now fully intends to escape. Four years ago? Episode four? Mm. Back in the marginally more normal world, Angela returns home to Calvin. She pulls him up over Laurie calling and asking him questions. Calvin replies that he was left confused about the revelation that Angela's grandfather had appeared and potentially murdered Crawford. She mentions that Laurie knew about the meeting in Vietnam and asks if he told her about his accident. Calvin says no. Back in the home of Lady True, Bianne wakes with a start and heads off to see her mother. She reveals she's just had a nightmare, saying she was in a village that was burned by men who made her walk so long her feet hurt. As she heads off to return to bed, she says goodnight to Will Reeves. Lady True and Will are talking over tea. He's been there all along. 
She tells him she's concerned about the pills and that she's worried he's getting distracted because family is now involved. To this, Will stands up. He can stand up. Declares himself just fine and only flipping walks. He asks her how much longer. Lady True says three days, to which Will replies that in three days, Angela will know what he's done, will hate him for it, but he's still in all the way. The pair look up to the sky as Will repeats the words, Tick-tock, tick-tock, blimey. Did you find that useful? I certainly hope you did. There's a lot to get your teeth into this week. Uh, a lot of a lot of themes are going on. Also, a few tidbits uh, that we learned about Adrian, which was quite exciting. So without further ado, shall I just discuss that with our guest? I think I should. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the man, the myth, the legend. It's Mr. Al Murray. Al, how you doing, mate? I'm very well, Jamie. How are you? Very good. I've not seen you since uh, well, it's the finale of uh, uh, Thrones, wasn't it? Oh, God, what emo- a totes emotion night that was. It and, certainly um, was, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yes, uh, red wine, red wine and, and then the strange the you strange drink- wave of disappointment that yeah. people had to deal with. Oh, I loved the ending. You drank wine and you knew things, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was, it was a good night. Yeah, I, I, I did as well. I mean, but yeah. as, as I said at the time, it's one of those, and I think, we're, I suspect we'll be having similar conversations with the Watchmen where where it's kind of like, there's no right or wrong. You know, actually, they write the show, so it's right. Yes. You know, they, it's a, yes. It's the, they, they made it up. You literally, yeah. you can't tell the person that decided how it ends, how it should end. You know, that's not how well, it like, works. Well, you, well, precisely, which I think which I think is the sort of, um, you know, one of the odder things that fandom offers. And, and, and in fact, Watchmen offers you that right from the get-go, doesn't it? Because, because Alan Moore supposedly disown, disowns anything, any adaptation of his work. Yeah. He he doesn't he, he you know he 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 says he's not seen the film he says he's not seen V for Vendetta. I that, don't believe know. that for a second. Well, I don't believe because because actually I th- I mean I think I mean it's interesting because the film kind of complicates watching this a little because because this is quite clearly the comic book. This is yeah. squids squids from other dimensions or or are they you know yeah. and all that yeah. Um, uh, whereas I actually think the, the the thing they did in the film where it's a series of nuclear blasts you know. Is roots it in the real world? Um, yeah, yeah. Slightly more, you know, and, and and actually, for me, is I found entirely satisfying in a in, in a, you know. I mean, I really like the movie. I I'm I'm a big big fan of what Zack Snyder did with it. If anyone was going to do it justice in cinema, it was him. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, there, there was some poor acting aside, but I thought the look and feel of it was good. Oh, yeah. and, and like, like you say, I think the, the I think the the decision to to completely change the ending was was a yeah. valid one, especially at the time the time that it came out. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, this but, though, yeah, this though. So it's a whole so new I, level, isn't it? Well, yeah, because the thing is, is I I I have I think I've got three copies of the graphic novel and a deluxe version in my loo. Yeah, right. And I remember I remember buying the the reissue. As an as a volume, because I'd missed the single issues, right? So right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am, I am, you know, uh, it was Dark Knight and Watchmen. Uh, Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen were the two comic books at the end of the eighties where where you were like, you know, the, 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 this whole thing has been rebooted, and you knew, you just knew there was going to be this bow wave through cinema that they were going to be able to do it, and the, and that that. The, the 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 superhero thing had been reset from from basically Biff Bang Pow, yes. uh, Batman, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and you know, I mean, if you look at the 
the, the Spider-Man movies from the 70s. They're very sweet, but honestly, you know, like... Um, oh, Nicholas Hammond starring. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Hammond, yeah, yeah who yeah, turns yeah. up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's right, he did, didn't he? Yeah, it was really yeah. good to see him, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 anyway, the, 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 this, I mean, I have to, you know, I, I'm, I'm that into Watchmen. I've got to watch this. There's going to be no, there's going to be no way that I'm going to avoid it. I'm not such a loyal Alan Moore fan that my eyes cannot be... Um, uh, sullied uh, by another interpretation by, by, yeah. by this but I, I mean so I watched the first one and I was kind of like I just wasn't sure about the first one because there was lots to lots to take in the fact you know that that it's a, that it's 30 years later and yeah. that they were they were seeding little tiny bits and pieces Dr Manhattan on the moon was the only glimpse you got yeah but now here we are episode four that's Laurie it's the it, 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 it's it's Silk Spectre yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant, yeah. and the way they've the way they've seeded it in, and the and the uh, this unfolding thing with Ozymandias, and he, uh, you know, where is he? When um, is he? Yeah. When? Where is he? When is he? What's he trying to? He's trying to figure something out, yeah, and yeah. what's going on, and and also he remains as as homicidally um, uh, uh, crazy yeah, yeah. as ever, and in this did clearly in a, in, as. Come up with some moral detachment that allows him to slaughter clones. Um, uh, you know that they don't count and all that sort of it's thing. Nuts, I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, I'm completely, I'm totally sold on this. Well, I'm, on this I'm sold because universe. because for the first time in a, in quite a long time, I'm watching a series where I genuinely have no idea where it's going. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. You know, I kind of, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the wash of surprise every single every single episode so yeah you know and and that and that is that takes some going nowadays and and i think a lot of that is down to damon lindelof and i think yeah you know, whether you're a fan or a foe of lost uh you, know, you can't deny the majesty of the leftovers and and if one thing is certainly coming to the fray i think with with episode four is that we're now starting to we're now he's, he's now really getting his teeth into in, into this and so yeah. sh- should we have a bit of a chat about about episode four then about what yes what, why what, not yeah what, what kind of what kind of went on I've already done a recap uh, earlier on in the podcast yeah. so let's what was your favourite bit out of it I mean oh Louvre man what I mean what a joyous kind of like bizarre kind of scene I'm hoping that we never see him again and that that was well, it. Well, we may never. This, I mean, I think I think that's what we're dealing with here is a program where we may we may never see him again because we it's a strange world, yeah, and it's a world full of loose ends and things that haven't been tied up and 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 you know which is which is a mark of what Alan Moore did with the comic anyway, and and but yeah, Luke, that th- that happened and that and that he's. He's gone. He's disappeared. She couldn't possibly chase him. What no. the hell is it? It may mean nothing. And we're in a we're in a world where people dress up. Yeah. Well, the riser. I think it, I think if it does anything, it hints at, uh, at something that there's the great Peterpedia thing on the HBO side that, that, that they've yeah. been kind of adding extra info on. And I think PT, the, the agent, was kind of printed a, like an article or wrote an article about the rise of vigilantism and the rise of max. Right. So I suspect it maybe it was just a show. That there, people are just starting to get get ideas above their station now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and that, yes, the, things are sort of out of hand. Yeah. They've got out of hand, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, which is which is wonderful because after all, the comic ends with the comic ends with with the squid and world peace and and all that and everything's you know, Ozymandias made his big yeah. made his big gesture, but but it seems it hasn't solved a thing. No, and I think I mean one. I guess if we're trying to find a theme throughout this episode. Uh, I've been kind of reading up on it this morning. I guess legacy yeah. 
uh, yeah. was 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 quite a lot to do with it. There's on both sides. We saw we saw the um, the landowners at the beginning uh, get yeah. tempt, get tempted with their legacy, a, a kind of a, a, another farmed baby. It's a bit of a trend, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. Uh, and uh, and five million dollars just to basically get get off get off her land. Yeah. And am I right in thinking that was that was like a that was a that was a flashback, right? That was that was that was her showing how she acquired all the land. Am I right in thinking that? I, I, I just don't, I just don't know. I mean, what because I saw there was like knew... a, there was like a scene after that where you saw all of the the mall and the shops and stuff appear. Well, on the... maybe, yes. So I maybe gathered it, that's what I took from. Maybe, it. maybe it was, and the and the, the you know that she knew the meteorite was going to land there, obviously, and yeah, uh, or whatever it is, or um, whatever uh, it is, yeah. uh, uh, and. So, so you've got you've got a character who 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 can see the bigger picture, you know, like Doctor Manhattan. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, what I'm enjoying is the parallels. Is that is that Laurie is Laurie's telling jokes like 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 you have comedian telling jokes and Rorschach telling jokes. Yeah. So, so she's she's inherited their legacy, but uh, of of the way they communicate with each other. You know, the the th- the stranded thing of her on the phone to Doctor Manhattan telling those jokes. Is 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 abs- I mean that's what I'm also really enjoying about all of this is that you are re- you are in the Watchmen universe. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in that mode of you're in that mode of storytelling, but transposed to television. And I think, um, you know, that it's that it's Laurie that that we do have one of the one of the Minutemen, one of the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the originals, actually fully functional in the story, rather than like hinted at. You know, and she's and she's. And, and what she become, you know, taking heroes down, uh, you know, because that the guy in the bank is is, is ostensibly uh, Night Owl. Yeah, yeah, he's no, a Batman. True. Yeah, yeah. You know, bill, billionaires dressing up in costumes trying to save the world. You know, she. So, so what's happened with her and Night Owl in the meantime? To, what's to, the, to what's, been, well, according to according to the kind of all the documentation and stuff? What what's happened is that uh, they both got arrested. Right for um, for breaking is it the Keen Act? It is the Keen Act, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So they Keen. got arrested for breaking that. He's still in prison somewhere, but she right. she took a deal. That's that's right. apparently that's that's the, apparently some of the, the the backstory that's gone on there. Right, right. Because after all, because after all, they have they had the the, the the you know the the airship his airship didn't yeah. they in the first episode. in the first episode and and obviously Angela's kind of uh, amazing night vision goggles are kind of yeah. reference to it as well. So there's there's all the lorry stuff which is amazing, and then the other I guess the other the other bit of legacy is is Angela's legacy and her relationship with the mysterious kind of uh, Will Reeves who we saw yeah. doesn't really need that wheelchair after all even though yeah. does, even though it does appear to be 100 I hope I look that bloody good at 100 <laughs> Do you know what I mean so yes, but but who, we, who, who is, is he who is he and uh, and why does she hate him so about... much Yeah you know yeah. Th- there were those two moments there where where um, Lady True was kind of where I spoke to her in Vietnamese, Vietnamese yeah. to kind of talk, say, did you get the pills or or whatever it was that that she hinted yeah. at, and and then again in where she was searching for the the family tree in that in that in that weird kind of exhibition centre. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have much. There's no love lost there, considering the fact she's just discovered a kind of whole new a whole new kind a of long lost, a, a yeah. long lost family member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, I mean, she's not interested, is she? No. She do- but I but I think that's because maybe. You know, the, the, the investigating the past um, throws up unpleasant things. So, because she now knows, she now knows that 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 um, you know that her boss was a was a clan wizard. Yeah, and that's you know, it's almost the uncomfortable like truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going forward is the is going forward forward is more fruitful for her than going back. 
Yeah, no, that's and, a fair uh, point. Uh, uh, because after all, she, 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 you know, when she investigated her memory of being shot, um, uh, uh, there are two people there, aren't there? There's the guy. There's the guy who. There's the guy she kills, and then she's shot by someone else. That's right. And yet yes. She, she's told in hospital, "You killed the guy who shot you. You got him. He he shot you, and you ah, got him." Ah, crikey, I missed but that. But her memories of someone pointing a gun at her. Um, wow. Okay. Yes. Who then doesn't kill her? So she was spared. So there's. Uh, uh, so what's actually gone on there, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you, you know, and was she spared to drive her into the police program? Because because, the you know, the white knights figure that actually the way the police is set up will get them their race war quicker. You yeah, know, that's exactly. the, yeah, it'll incite it all. And, and yeah, 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 exactly. The, the, and that, that it feels like that machinations going on. But then Lady True seems to be sitting outside that or aware of that and playing a playing a bigger game, Ozymandias style. You know, well, I think she's. She seems to be the Ozymandias character uh, taking that role. Yeah, 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 which leads me to believe. I mean, so, there's a, so let's talk. Let's talk about Adrian Ozymandias, yeah. which is my favourite bits out of. The, I, I sit there waiting for Jeremy. Oh Ars God, to when, come on. when he when he reenacted uh, Manhattan's origin in episode two, oh, it's like, just beautiful. This program is not fucking about. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, and it's great, and it and it carried on that. He's getting all the best scenes. I yeah. mean, so a couple of things to take away from from his kind of uh his section in, in in episode four was number one uh he's he's clearly we now know he's definitely in in some form of prison we saw that from yeah. the, from the trebuchets and, and all of that number two it's almost certain now that every single episode that we see him is a year after each other right right so each each kind of uh each kind of act of his is taking place on the on an anniversary he's always got a slice of cake in the, well, it's the anniversary of the day of, of the day. Yeah, exactly. Which so, which I think some some people cleverer than me have worked out that that means that possibly episode seven of this season is the season that that that, that Adrian will have his moment. Right. And but one more intriguing for me, I've, I was watching this thinking all these clones that he's been that he's been kind of interacting with. I presume that they were him. That they were all his, yeah. his his doing, but I got the sense from this one that, that they're all there already. They're in. He's just kind of farming them. He's kind of fishing them in that, mm. in that pond in these kind of in mm. what was what was like a weirdly dis, disturbing slash hilarious scene where he was kind of selecting these kind of like babies, yeah, lobbing, from, lobbing them back, <laughs> lobbing in, yeah. them back in. Uh, was was just was just brilliant. What do you think is going on there? Well, I. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's Lady True's prisoner or mm. something. Or, or, See, or, I think everybody thinks everybody thought that he was Doctor Manhattan's prisoner on the moon yeah. or on Mars or somewhere like that, which I was all for. Now I'm thinking, especially the fact that we saw the statue of him in in Lady yeah. True's kind of like conservatory. That yeah. I, think, I think you might be right there. Well, and who's the and who who's the mysterious park ranger that won't let him? kill the buffalo yeah, exactly it's it, and i i that that th she's been introduced in 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 tulsa and then in this episode properly and maybe maybe you know that we're getting the two that she's also in that world as well yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and 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 much as she admires him she needs to con con contain him or something or is saving him up for something well or that or that she needed rid of him so that she could so that she could buy yeah. his company because that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah she, she yeah. took over his kind of his yeah. kind of his again his legacy she's now yeah. running ozymandias's legacy yeah what do you have you got any clue as to what 
I mean, she's obviously got a plan. Her Lady True and Will Reeves have obviously got this, like you say, this big plan. It's got yeah. it's got to be her versus Doctor Manhattan, hasn't it? I mean, it just has to be. She's built well, the you, Doomsday Clock. Well, she's yes, I, I think it 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 kind of has to be, doesn't it? Or or to to the because the problem with Doctor Manhattan, I suppose, if you're is that is that he has absented himself from um uh from the, from humanity, the world. yeah. And 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 he has no right to. Is what you know. If you're all that powerful, you, you you know you could argue he's got no right to to step away from the world and its problems. So maybe what she's planning on doing is bringing him to heal. You know, like um, yeah. or, or, I mean, I, but this is it. I have no idea. No, I mean and, this is this, that's the thing with Lindelof, isn't it? It could go anywhere. It felt quite. Yeah, do- yeah. Did you watch Lost? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so this one to me felt a little bit Dharma Initiative. We kind of like yeah. got a glimpse of a whole other section going off on yeah. a tangent. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what do people think she's doing? You know, um, uh, uh, rather than what do we know and and all that sort. Of yeah, thing. we've not seen. It's not like she's not like a Bond villain where her uh, alter ego is that she's like running a newspaper organization or, or something yeah. like that. What is she doing? She, she's built. <laughs> she's built what she's calling a sculpture. There's no way yeah. that fucking doomsday clock is a sculpture. That's gonna. Yeah. That's bad news. I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna that's, go on a and it's and surely that. pointing at Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good for anyone. And then <laughs> and building all of these kind of uh, telephones to God. She built those as well. The ones that Laurie's using to to, yeah. speak, to speak to Doctor Manhattan. Um, one thing I'm, I'm quite interested about. What do you think those pills are? The, the, so that there. The, what do we think those pills are? Will Reeves. Uh, said that well, they're why they're surely why Will Reeves is still alive, aren't yeah. they? I mean, uh, um, it says they're a passive-aggressive explainer. That's what he said they were, which, which yes. kind of means everything and absolutely nothing, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that, but that, that's Lindelof, isn't it? Is that is that he bungs in things that um, that 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 really are like um, red herrings or not, and and you you just you just you just there's just no way of knowing. I mean, that's I mean, it, it, in a way. I mean, the thing, the thing, I, the, the, interestingly, when it started, I thought oh, this is quite like Westworld. It's kind of got that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. otherworldly thing going on. Bit of tech involved. Yeah. Bit of tech. And, yeah. and also, you know, confidently saying this is the universe that you're in now. And there are things we'll explain, things we won't, things that things that are, exist in the background and, uh, and all that and all that sort of thing. Uh, and and t- taking you as a viewer, like assuming you're going to you're going to do some thinking and you're going to keep up and all that and it's but 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 the thing i but the thing i, I think we're different is far more unsettling than westworld um and i think uh far more um far more unpredictable you know yeah. because in westworld you know, uh, the robots are going to realise they're robots. Then they're going to realise they've been exploited. Yeah, the, then the, gonna... the grand the grand themes are, are kind of well mapped out in Westworld, I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and 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 kind of have a basically a sense of inevitability of where where, where this can only really go in one direction. Which, after all, is, you know, the, the the core of Michael Crichton's original story is, you know, like uh, to raise those philosophical questions, you know, and and maybe secondary ones about what is consciousness. I mean, what I love about this is, you know. Uh, 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 is what Watchmen's always been about is about power, responsibility, consequences of your actions. Yeah. You know, the idea of it literally ideas of chaos theory that tiny things can cause great big, mm. can cause great big knock-ons, you know, because Dr. Manhattan, after all, he leaves his, he forgets his watch. And that, that's the thing that makes him, you know, a tiny thing makes him the most powerful being, you know, literally the butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is full of that. So those pills may be, may be this, the most important thing in the story, or they might, might not be, be. absolutely might, 
He might it just might be, be that he's yeah. got a migraine, you know. He might just be winding up the red pillars, isn't it? The red pillars on Reddit, the, all the, those kind of weird kind of yeah. like blokes that, yeah. that, 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 that yeah. they cry because they can't get exactly. laid. Exactly. But yeah. how did he? But how did he get out of his handcuffs? Oh, mate. You I see, should... this is the thing. Yeah. Is this the thing with, with you know? And and it also reminded me a, a lot. Uh, 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 you know that, that when he says, "Oh, I can lift a man. I, I can lift a man over two hundred pounds." You think we're well, in a wheelchair? It's impossible. You know, maybe when he takes his pills, he's he's something else. Yeah, he's something else altogether, or he's the the the, the you know turns it turns into his younger self. I mean, maybe maybe he's going to crop up in the minute you know because we've got the superhero TV show as well that they that they gave that's, us in episode three. That's right. Maybe yeah. he's in that. Maybe he's a minute man we don't know about. Maybe he's some figure from then. Oh, mate, it's going to be great. Listen, yeah, thanks for that, mate. Uh, what what oh, are you up to? You're pleasure. you're on tour at the moment, right? Yes, I'm on tour. Um, uh, Ipswich, Hull, Brighton, going all over the place until until the, until the start of December, and then and then and I've got I've got my my podcast as well. If people are interested in the Second yeah, World yeah, War, yeah, yeah. Do, do, how, what's it called? Where can we find it's it? It's called We Have Ways of Making You Talk, and it's me and James Holland, and we we shoot the shit about the war, and and what happens is um. I start holding forth about something, and then I remember that he's written a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, story of my life, though. It's just <laughs> preaching to the experts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, Al, thank you so much for coming Real on, pleasure, mate. mate. Really good to chat to you. Speak to you again Likewise. soon. You're listening to previously on Watchmen in association with Sky Atlantic. You can watch Watchmen exclusively on Sky Atlantic every single Monday at 9pm. But don't panic if you've missed it because each episode goes straight up on demand as soon as it's aired. For more information, hop over to sky.com. Thanks, Al. Much appreciated as ever. You are welcome anytime. Do go and check out that podcast. And also, if you fancy grabbing some tickets to go and see him on tour, then you can do so. You've only got until the beginning of December to do it, though. So hurry up. Okay, it's that time again. Each week we have a bit of a dive in and see what is in store for episode five. Here's the trailer. Let's have a listen. Hey, mirror guy. I know you know it's looking glass. We can't see who they are, but we can see where they are. You find this church, maybe we find the cavalry. Hands, we know there are other dimensions than this one. But this is the dimension where we live, and we will not live in fear. Ready, Mr. Phillips? We are all in a tunnel, and every tunnel ends. It ends with light. Well, all right, then what have we learned from that trailer? Well, I'll tell you because you can't see it, so I'll see it for you. Um, It appears we're going back to a character-driven episode. And I think we're going to be finding out a bit more about the mysterious looking glass. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson's excellent looking glass. Looks like, and this actually reminded me a bit more of The Leftovers. Uh, Lindelof's fantastic leftovers. uh, Where we appear to be seeing some support groups for people that are suffering from some kind of anxiety about the kind of extra dimensions, uh, one of which is looking glass. So hopefully we'll find maybe where his paranoia stems from. You know, he lives in an underground bunker, doesn't hardly ever takes his mask off. You know, average kind of guy, really. And then I guess the other side that we see is back to the elements of white supremacy. Uh, We catch up with the Tulsa Police Department and find out how they're going in their plot to defeat the 7th Cavalry. 
Laurie Blake has settled into her role as the new chief of police. Perhaps a little too comfortably. There's a bit of a tense exchange between Laurie and Looking Glass. And by Jove, are we seeing an actual escape attempt from Adrian Veidt slash Ozymandias? Uh, we see him seemingly put himself into a catapult. He's got a thicker skin, which is what he was afterwards, and a bit of a thicker helmet as well. Could this be his escape from wherever or whenever he is? Doesn't seem to give us any more answers to the questions that we had raised in episode four. I guarantee it will leave a lot more question marks at the end of it. It is called Little Fear of Lightning, and it's coming up next week exclusively on Sky Atlantic. Thanks very much for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Don't forget, Watchmen is available exclusively on Sky Atlantic each Monday at 9pm. If you've missed any of the episodes so far, do not panic. Don't panic. They've got it covered. Each episode of Watchmen goes straight up on demand as soon as it finishes airing on the Monday night. So they're all there, all ready for you to get stuck into. For more information about Watchmen or indeed any of the other awesome shows that Sky Atlantic have got going on right now, just head over to sky.com. If you've enjoyed Previously On, do us a favour, give us a cheeky little five-star review, tell all your friends, particularly if there's someone maybe in your household that needs to get up to speed with Watchmen so that you can enjoy it together, maybe this podcast would be quite useful for them. If you're new to Previously On, you might want to go back and check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, We've covered recaps of a hell of a lot of series already. There's every single episode of Game of Thrones. We've done Peaky Blinders, Stranger Things, we've done Big Little Lies, and there's loads more of them to come. If you've got any suggestions, just get in touch. We're over on Twitter at Previous Podcast. We will see you next time. Until then, you've been listening to Previously On in association with Skylat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.